You know, I, I saw the other day that uh, Mitch McConnell's what, like sister-in-law or something, died in a in a in a Tesla, and uh, it was it was like a lot of people were like their their sus alarm was was going everywhere. They're like, well, you know, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell has has ties to China. There's a lot of a lot of that stuff that's happening. He married into like a wealthy Chinese family. I think it was like a, almost like a Chinese mob style family. But I guess the sister-in-law died like in a Tesla. And um, it was like, well, that seems like like a huge setup. And I was like, have you driven in the Bay Area before? Because <laughs> there's like a 30 percent chance it's not that that just happened. Is I, I just want you guys to know um, that 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 yeah. perhaps yeah. <laughs> perhaps we just had a little Bay Area driving kind of style thing that happened wherever that happened. I'm just saying just just leave some room because this it whole episode international at 32nd Avenue in Oakland. California. Yeah. Yeah, like because there's like reverse was involved on a Tesla, and I'm like, oh, I've seen some, I've seen some near misses uh, that that easily could culminate into uh, what what happened there. From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, land rock me. Crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Do you love to see it? Dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the web who you with now look we're gonna be talking about all sorts of conspiracy theories and like how people view conspiracy theorists um and all that all that's gonna be happening today um and I, we we have we have jared clickstein and now he, he's returning to the show now we have a lot of new listeners that have come in since then uh, i want everyone to pause this episode if you haven't already and listen to skid row it was probably about uh, probably six months ago at this time, like uh, I would think yeah. um, where that happened and listen to that episode. Uh, you will get Jared's like Joe dirt origin story of, of what happened there. And, and then, then you can hop into this. I do. I do think that, um, you know, instead of just revisiting all of that, that was such a fun time coming on, having you on for that. So um, we're glad to have you back. Uh, a lot's happened in your life since then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Professionally. Because of coming on rare candy. Yeah, no, it ha- either you go on Tucker or like everything goes to shit. Yeah, like or both. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it could happen. Um, so you might look Tucker on X is still a possibility for Jared. I think it's I think it's gonna happen. You you've gone on what, you've gone on Fox News, so it's not out of the question. Yeah, yeah, Fox News is not calling me anymore. I'm not bigger things. Ha- I think Israel kind of fucked. Yeah, you know Israel, Israel kind of took over uh-huh. the, the news cycle. So what? So okay, catch us up here. Now you were you were in Austin last time. Um, yeah. You were you you were you, you were affected by the writers' strike. Is that correct? Yeah, I I work in visual effects, so I was affected by the WGA strike and the SAG strike. Um, got laid off in July, and I think basically the networks realized we didn't lose it. We stopped making everything. And we didn't lose any money. So we're just kind of going to keep not making a lot of stuff. And there is no boom. Like the strike is over. There's no boom. You know, so I, I mean, my company went under basically. Uh, I don't give a shit, but, you know, I'm working in property management now, but. Uh, oh, yeah. are you, are you a freaking landlord, dude? Are you a freaking <laughs> landlord? Are you me? I work for a landlord. And let me tell you, it's fucking hard to be a landlord. 
Oh, is it? Oh, because I've been told. I've been told because I, you know, like leftists love to say, and like those Maoist people, they love to say, like you know, rent free, rent free in your head, and it's like, well, yeah, of course you say that because the worst thing you could ever be is a landlord. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, what's the solution? I mean, the solution is basically we all live in Mm -hmm. the projects. I guess I I don't know what the yeah squatters, dude. Squatters' rights, man. Like bug. We're gonna talk about like a movie. We just do that. I like renting, man. I want to keep renting for a while. Like I have no, not that I could, but like you know what I mean. It's it's if you find a good situation and they're out there, yeah. uh, it's the fucking way to go. I think at this point in time, I, I do know. too. I think, but I but yeah. the problem is like Mitch McConnell's wife is my landlord, so um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Well, say that I want to rent, and then I want to build. I don't want to buy. I want to build. You know, yeah. that's the next step. Building yeah. is the key. That's the okay. That's the way yeah. out. Yeah, yeah my, my landlord built a house in Berkeley and he like poured the foundation and he did and he That's... learned how to plumb and he fucking did it. And you can kind of tell he did it, but it's pretty nice. You know, he's my current landlord. You know, I went to Santa Cruz with him, he's my current landlord. And listen, I help him. Like we have to install water heaters and fucking the fucking HVAC system blows up and you have to spend five thousand dollars. I mean, it's not the easiest job ever. Uh, and also people can just not pay rent and then you can't do anything about it. Especially in yeah. California, you know, what the, those like professional tenants where they, they're like yeah. squatters basically. Uh, and you can kind of, you can kind of game the system and courts are just going to be like, yeah, you're fuck it. You're, you can yeah. stay there. That's like home, <laughs> home. That's like homeless plus package. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not yeah. like, a yeah. on the it's like, it's, it's the premium. It's, you know, the, 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 and the people, $5 people have done it for like $6 million houses too. They've gets oh, crazy, dude. You can live fat on that. Table, it's dude. so it's stupid, dumb. dude. It's yeah. so dumb. And only California, like only California, just because like, it's, I, I mean, people do still have guns out here, but like other States, it's like that gets solved a lot quicker. Uh, you know, like out here, it's like there's like the whole like Nathan Fielder curse like strategy of like, like <laughs> oh, well, um, OK, uh, do you guys I mean, maybe like we'll just give you the house after six months of squatting uh, ethically, you know, just shit like that. Um, before we get too far into the, the 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 hellscape that has become the Bay Area, um, did you guys see the the the, the uh, self-immolation that happened? Yes, today? I did of, see of, that, yeah. um, I so I it's really of course like Twitter doesn't handle this well. I immediately was just like far out, dude. Like is that's that's what you're gonna do. That's what you're gonna. Do. I I feel like you don't just light yourself on fire. I felt like you were looking for the cause. Like you were always yeah. going to light yourself on fire at some point. Um, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. be talking about a movie about people who light themselves on fire. So I'm like, yeah, they this were is all, kind of. Yeah, well, nice odd. little synchronicity. Yeah, kind of yeah, odd. Yeah, yeah. The guy, the, okay, I the guy's name, I don't know. I, it was he's a big, he's trending now. Everyone's gonna have yeah. their their big opinion on him. Apparently, he was a, a U.S. Army guy, and he lit himself on fire in protest. Uh, and he wanted the ceasefire, right, of Israel Palestine. Look, I'm I'm look, I'm for that. It's fine. I I think that should be happening. I mean, we've covered it on here. It, it's all that. I, I will say, like. Even, even though that's not something I'm heavily invested in, we cover it here and there. I got bigger things, like not bigger things, but things I care about more. Like my big thing is Pfizer, right? My big thing is Moderna, all the, all these companies like that. Yeah. Even if like, like, let's just say like if Cy was like, yo, bro, like today's the day I'm just going to fucking Duraflame my shit in front of the fucking pri- Pfizer <laughs> thing. And I'm just like, what? 
for real you know like and then they're like and then i'm like why don't you just take the pfizer shot if you want to, you know yeah 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 at that point but you know I, I, inside yeah yeah, yeah. way about. way less dramatic but yeah no I, I just kind of like it takes a lot because like imagine if you knew that guy they'd be like damn that dude lit himself on fucking fire man like yeah like is it going to lead to anything i don't know I, it's definitely going to raise you know some concerns but i've always just like that is a special I'm not I'm not even saying it's like don't do that or do that, but I'm like if you knew that guy, like you had to have known that he had that dog in him to do that. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get you right back to the episode. But I just wanted to let you guys know of a few other things we offer at Rare Candy Industries. We have a Substack with free and paid subscription options. Free subscribers get access to all written content. That includes Bob's red pill. That's the best thing going on the internet right now. Trust me. Paid subscribers get full access to our premium episode feed. And that's just every episode we don't necessarily want to share with the general public, if you know what I'm saying. Again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. We also have merch. That link's a little long for me to say right now, but go to the description, go to our merch store, and find a shirt that's right for you. We have Rare Candy shirts, Dr. Bronner soap label shirts, Rishi mushroom shirts, all types of stuff there. Check it out. There's got to be something for you. And lastly, check us out on social media. On Instagram, we're Rare Candy Pod, but on Twitter, we're at Rare Candy Pod One. All right, enough of that. Let's get you back into the episode. Yeah, I mean, props to him, man. I mean, listen, uh, it worked in the '60s, sort of. I mean, people lit themselves on fire to, you know, protest the Vietnam War. Made great album covers. I mean, I go, that's why he did it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that's why. Well, it kind of looked. It kind of looked like that because it was a white guy on fire, as opposed to the '60s. I, I think monks did it. Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't know. Listen, man, I'm half Jewish. Um, my family's pissing me off right now i mean i know adam lehrer came on and it's like <laughs> yeah we have like people in my family that have never been there that are frothing at the mouth yeah. <laughs> and, uh i've never been there and i subscribe to the kazarian conspiracy theory i don't know if you're familiar with the kazarian theory is that the tits or the no, yes yeah oh, oh no, <laughs> so, I, I i i other than that no i don't but you please yeah well i mean listen i'm, I'm jewish uh larry david's jewish uh jerry seinfeld we, we don't look like we come from there right oh well, why, why do we not look like we come from there you know and, and um there's a theory that you know i read a book about it it was you know a real scientist and basically there was an empire called the kazarian empire that uh -huh. at the same time as the ottoman empire and the uh byzantine empire and to create a power dynamic a balance Ottomans were obviously Muslim, Byzantines were obviously Christian, so the Kazarian emperor adopted Judaism, which is, you know, Kazaria was the modern day sort of Ukraine, mm. and that's where we all come from. I don't know. It's it's, it's a pretty cool theory that do we're actually Do Ukraine. you think that, I mean, I, I guess, and look, like, it's not even like, how do you, because I, I guarantee if you did it for Israel, people on that side would be like, so sick that he did that for his it's like this whole thing i'm like i'm just looking at a guy lighting himself on fire i'm like that's crazy yeah like and, and like we're gonna forget about this in a week that's the crazy yeah, part the guy, the person does it yeah oh, that's true and that's it becomes true. like a twit tiktok thing or something yeah i mean you got to give him props for it i mean he fucking he was in the military he couldn't have been that mentally ill i think i hope <laughs> well yeah, i could i <laughs> That's why I yeah. also think like there's definitely some false flag elements that could be at play there too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it's just like, oh, a guy from the military programmed to, you know, like kind of what on one side it, you could look at that, it like makes it look absurd. Like, look at these absurd people that want to yeah. cease fire. They're lighting themselves on fire. These crazy yeah. treasonous 
military men. You know what I mean? Like we we need to get those Biden ones where it's like the lunch lady looking guy. Uh, anyways, in the in the military. But the then on the other side, it's just like it's meant to just like be like a almost like a certain events that happen these big attack events that you kind of find out oh that all started in like a discord server interesting not ours uh it's not yeah. ours but that i just start to think about those type of things where i'm just like that's weird we haven't had somebody light themselves on fire in a long time like it's a weird thing to bring back you yeah. know like it's just it was a weird one to to bring back so i just eh, look that happened what today i don't have that much information but uh, yeah, today or yesterday, how, how do we know? Did he leave like a note or a video vlog or something? You vlog. God, damn. I think he set yeah. up a phone. Wow. And well, he was talking to the phone and then he put the phone down and then he dumped gasoline on himself. And um, I'm fascinated by the physics of that morbidly. Just how quick does it happen? Uh -huh. What if you fuck up? What if you don't? Was it just a Samsung? Gas? Was it just a Samsung moment? Yeah. yeah 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 that's the thing what if your battery dies before the fucking Dude, i wasn't trying to do any of this yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was just trying to make a vlog <laughs> well it's, it's very eerie because he's screaming free palestine through the flames and you i can know hear the sound being muted sort of by the flames was it real do we well, have to ask? We have a fucking way. AI, Jared. Now, that's I mean, was I, like, this is the type of things. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to be insensitive. I, of course, we process uh, death and stuff. It's sad. I mean, it's like really sad because, like, what if that's yeah. your family? Like, what if it's your sure, family? Dude. Like, you know the guy, or even like somebody you like hung out with. And you're just like, yeah. damn, dude. Like, that sucks ass. You know yeah. that, that somebody would do something like that. But it's just everybody just like abstracts like the cause from it, which I always feel like is so much less humane than like what we're doing right now is where people yeah. are like, well, he did it for Palestine. Like, yeah, oh, right. All, all right, but he like died, yeah, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and it's it's just you wouldn't I, want him I, to die in vain, would you? It's like, well, I didn't want him to die. Well, you know? he died, so it doesn't yeah. matter what my take is on it because yeah. he's not gonna, yeah, he, I mean, and I, I don't know, I just that's a weird, it's just so weird. I went on and it was just the typical thing, like, you know, all I hear all these words that people sling at each other where i'm like I, I don't okay whatever dude like this is a reaction to somebody lighting themselves on fire that's like really mainly what it is so it's like we tend to like abstract things so far from like what they actually are when yeah. it's like oh no a guy lit himself on fire like that's crazy like if bud dwyer happened today right the shooting yourself yeah yeah thing <laughs> like people would have so many other takes other than like damn that dude fucking shot himself <laughs> yeah well, like, everyone would see it. I mean, if you ask the majority of Americans who Bob Dwyer was, I, I don't think most people would even know who he was. No, no, I, I could bring it up in front of a lot of people. I just know because that's like half the people that follow this, our podcast, have that as their avi. So yeah, the guy with the gun in his mouth. So I'm like, okay. yeah, may <laughs> yeah, may do with that information what you will. Um, well, what, but, what's interesting is Shane Gillis said that he would bought uh, Bob Dwyer. Or Bud Dwyer, if Bud he Dwyer, ever yeah. SNL uh, five years ago, and he, he ended up hosting SNL, and he, he didn't uh, Bud Dwyer, but one of the characters on one of the sketches had the last name of Dwyer, which I, I would oh. hope that he put that into the writer's room. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's insane. So, Jared, you're, you're back on. Um, yeah. I love talking California with you. I, I, I want to – this time of year after California, when it rains, I have this – appreciation for the for the the state because it's so green so beautiful i mean gorgeous day today was all right but yesterday was just like oh my gosh this is like straight up heaven like yeah. the, and um but then it also makes me sad because i know what's happening to the to the state to the yeah. bay area to silicon valley um and 
now you moved back up to the Bay Area. Yeah, I moved to Oakland. You, you, you had you had, and like I said in the last episode, we talked about some of your uh, uh, escapades in Oakland. Um, yeah. You're a, you're in a different headspace now. I think it's fair to say than your last. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm last crack cocaine. <laughs> so, there you yeah. go. I'm yeah, you're not, he's not uh, he's not doing that stuff. So, um, what are your thoughts coming back? I mean, how much? How like weird was it? I'm I'm I love to hear from people who like move here um, yeah. with kind of similar outlook that we have. Uh, Whereas me, where it's like you don't notice somebody that gets fat if you see them every day, yeah. You know, but if you see them like once a month, you're like, oh shit, dude. Yeah, no, so. it's, it's it was a total like culture shock. I I was living, I haven't lived here in ten years, and most recently I was living in Texas, and you know I got a little bit of like news brain, and I got a little bit propagandized about you know California's burning, and you get shot right when you drive into town, and. And um, so I was really scared and I, I hate to admit this. Uh, I arrived and I was pretty fucking scared and I wanted a weapon and I bought like one of those sticks that you can like the cops have. And mm. I was like, it took like three weeks. And then I realized like, okay, I just, I, I it was a really pathetic moment, but I was like, okay, you're not going to like instantly get shot if you step outside in Oakland, but, um, but it is fucked up and it's, and it's different. I mean, it used to, there's a lot of like new construction and yeah new kind of hip storefronts and a lot of the places that i grew up with are gone and so it like looks nice in a certain way where there's like these new signs for these new businesses but at the same time there's like graffiti everywhere there's like land pirates like these nissan altimas driving around with no license plates with like four teenagers in there and you're like yeah, what dude. the fuck are you up to and they look at you and you know they're just looking for people to, i mean there's armed robberies right by my house you know, almost on a daily basis. And I don't live in like a bad neighborhood. So I, I noticed that I was like, and people just drive through red lights. There's no traffic laws anymore. Um, it's kind of fucking nuts, but in some ways it's nicer because there's like new shitty construction everywhere. There's a lot of work for our, <laughs> for our type of people. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's strange. It is really strange when you'll be like building the next great gray shoebox apartment complex yeah. um which i always think is funny it's always going to be that color because it's such a melting pot that like you're just like i what's going to be the thing that everyone hates yeah a gray <laughs> building well know? they built them all by like west oakland see re oakland went through a renaissance in the 2010s and it was kind of getting nice and probably yeah. shot up and they built like luxury apartments by west oakland bart and who the fuck is going to like fill a luxury building by west oakland bart i mean that's it's not a good area and that's such a crazy this. station dude. <laughs> isn't that that's not that's not the fruitvale one right or like no, no, no but that no, one's no. crazy too well, they're all fucking yeah. like by the port i used to live right by the west oakland bar station and it's i got robbed at gunpoint by a guy in a wheelchair there and like well, you know not that that's yeah. like terribly scary but well you wouldn't want to be ableist and not give up i know <laughs> i knew him though so we like talked about but um i, yeah. I bought heroin from him and he fronted me and it was really bad heroin. So I refused to pay, pay him back forever. And then mm -hmm. he pulled the gun on me and then I walked away because he was in a wheelchair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You just <laughs> the break kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -oh. But uh, no, it's it, it. So they this is what I love, though, is like I went to UC Santa Cruz with like a bunch of rich kids from San Diego and Los Angeles. And obviously when they graduated, they wanted to like LARP as poor people. So they moved to Oakland and then they got their like little jobs. And their parents gave them the down payment for the house in like Diamond District or Fruitvale. 
So they bought these houses in East Oakland for like eight or nine hundred thousand dollars, and now they're worth like five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so I'm very happy. Very yeah. happy about that. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's this, you know, for anybody who's not from here, I guess we like the thing you see when you see like these videos of like you know Jesse Waters, any of these guys. You'll there will always be this kind of like panoramic view of like shit in the streets and like trash bags off the side of the the highway burning trash and they'll be like san francisco in biden's america yeah and it's interesting because like you know san francisco i've gone recently and it's there's always a lot of the stuff is true however you can still have a really really good time in, in san oh francisco. yeah like, like I, I i do it's it happens like you know all the cool fort point areas uh little italy all these like beautiful old cathedrals i mean it's still so much of the old san francisco there that like even when you hop into like the weird tech stuff by the new, by the stadiums, it's kind of like, okay, once you get out of there, you're like, okay, this is San Francisco. This is this. I remember this. This is great. Yeah. And, um, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire asks like San Francisco is still really cool. Oh, yeah. And then, um, you, there's a lot of Mrs. Doubtfires in San Francisco too, but there's there's other, otherwise, there's yeah, there's, there's also that there's more than yeah. that era than when the movie is, but yeah. the, uh, but Oakland is the true, and I want to be. I don't. I, I love the city of Oakland. I I am a fan. I'm a fan of all three sports teams that used to reside there. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, it's very sad. You sent a picture. I don't know if you sent it to me, but you just posted it, and it was yeah. all three of. It was like this relic of like Lovecraftian, like somebody dusting off a book and seeing the relic of the three things that used to be there: the A's, yeah. Raiders, and Warriors. Yeah. And I was just like, "Holy shit, they're all gone." Well, the A's are there, but they're effectively gone. And yeah. it's like. Oakland is the real like escape from New York kind of, you know, weird town that people just aren't talking about. And I'm starting I, I'm you're going to talk about how we got there. And you kind of alluded alluded to it a, a bit with these kind of, you know, Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone type uh, yeah. uh, incarnate uh, uh, people coming in and, and trying to rule with empathy almost. Um, yes. but, but when you roll with empathy, it pretty much is apathy. I think like after a while, like you kind of just don't care if it goes to shit because you were ethical about it. Yeah. And, um, there talk about that a little bit about it. Cause you, you floated this, this thing to me about these kind of like these <laughs> rich, like quasi leftist people kids yeah. that, that, that eventually try to take hold in Oakland. Well, sure, sir. Uh, so, you know, San Francisco is obviously like the hot topic for the last year or two. It's like the biggest shithole of all time. And, and, and in reality, it is the most it's still, in my opinion, the most beautiful city in America. It's great. Uh, I'd say, you know, there's three or four neighborhoods that are completely fucked. Uh, but then the rest of it is absolutely amazing. The mission has been completely gentrified by homeless people and criminals, not gentrification as you would imagine it to be but it's just right, been right. by crazy ass tweakers and um no one seems to give a shit about that form of gentrification i mean this is a uh you know a cultural landmark of hispanic culture and, and it's you know it's been destroyed so anyway uh the sleeper hit was, was oakland i mean because oakland is sort of always in the tail of san francisco i mean it's 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 always kind of like you know it's really the suburb of san francisco and yep um, San Francisco has a homeless and drug problem. Uh, Oakland, the last couple of years, uh, it has a crime problem. And it turns out crime is a lot more scary than homeless people. Homeless people are actually relatively, for the most part, harm harmless. 
Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a home. You know, in case anyone doesn't know, I was a homeless person in the Tenderloin yeah. and on Skid Row, and and I was like a you know havoc on society, but I wasn't. I mean, I didn't hurt anybody. You know, mm. um, except that guy in the wheelchair with the heroin. Except, well, I didn't hurt him. I heard it. I just walked away from him. You know, but, <laughs> but I was, well, you walk. You walked away. I think yeah, that might have sent true. a weird message. You know, no, he was missing a leg, and and he went to prison. His name was Kenny, and he lost his leg in prison, and he had a lawsuit going, and he, he's dead now. I, I actually can confirm that with somebody. Wow. But, um, so this is what happens in Oakland. So San Francisco is a city that has a culture like New York City almost, where it's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of boss girls that are going to, you know, get their, you know, get their shit going in San Francisco. There's people with dreams in San Francisco and and you can make good money in San Francisco and, and all that. So if, sort of like the more loserish sort of people were like, well, I'll just end up in Oakland where it's a little cheaper and you can do the warehouse art scene yeah. or whatever. And, and uh, so it sort of got, I would call, I would call it colonized by like millennial leftists, mostly white. And what's interesting, if you look at the last election is that, you know, the majority of black people in Oakland voted for a man named Lauren Taylor. Uh, Lauren Taylor was a uh, black man that ran for mayor, pretty, you know, he's a liberal guy, pretty moderate. Uh, I've met him, you know, he seems pretty chill to me. And if you look at the hills of Oakland, uh, they also voted for Lauren Taylor. So what are what's the what's the similarity between the people that live in the hills of Oakland and the black communities that live in East Oakland is that they own their houses and they've been there for a long time. Right, right, right. You know, so what parts of Oakland voted for Shane Tao, our current mayor? It was mostly uh, Temescal, North Oakland, uh, a little bit of West Oakland, the, the places that all the the leftists yeah. all the white leftists moved into <laughs> well and and let's be real like like I, i'm not slinging any mud but like shang tao look at the name okay yeah. what there have always been people who move from the east like yeah. the east the world east uh that come over like and they don't know what oakland used to be yeah they don't know what any of this stuff used to be so it's easy for like somebody like that to take power because like look that's it's just, the bay area has always been a place where a lot of asian immigrants have have started and, and there have been lots of great businesses built there and all that stuff but yeah. for the most part it's like that always felt like an identity politics type election right yeah well well the asian community certainly supported shang tao during the election and yeah. um, they do they are turning on her uh, greatly because you know what a lot of Asian people do is own businesses, yeah, <laughs> own small businesses, and yeah. they're getting wrecked. I mean, they are getting wrecked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I interviewed a Palestinian commercial insurance salesman who was a self-described uh, social justice warrior. This was like not a right-wing conspiracy conspiracy theorist. This was, uh-huh. uh, you know, a very progressive guy. But he said, "We have a problem. You know, we have a huge problem when current." commercial insurance rates for inventory at supermarkets went from 50 cents per thousand dollars of inventory sold to $50 per thousand dollars of inventory. Uh, I mean, the commercial insurance, uh, you know, industry is basically trying to like 86 Oakland and they're just like giving these uh, insane rates just to kind of get out of Oakland. And and it's saying it's going to crash the economy within a year. Of Oakland, whatever's left. I mean, there's not a huge economy in Oakland. You no. know, there's not it, there's not big businesses. There's it really relies upon San Francisco and COVID sort of like laptopped the whole fucking industry. And <laughs> yeah, a lot of people didn't have to live in you know San Francisco or Oakland. I mean, Oakland is completely reliant upon the economy of San Francisco traditionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So we're in a really bad place where Shang Tao comes in and then we have Pamela Price. And obviously, you know, they're both up for a recall. Pamela Price is the DA. Um, but it's so much deeper. It's just so much fucking deeper than like, I mean, we saw in San Francisco, they recalled Chesa Boudin. Yeah. And it's just so much deeper because you get a you get a decent DA. And I've met the DA of San Francisco. You know, she's cool. Uh, she's, I mean, people call her far right, but she was like disappointingly liberal when I met her. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, that's far right. People, all these incredibly quote unquote far right extremists in San Francisco are always disappointingly shit lib when you they literally you, will not elect a far right person. They would never do like that. you, yeah. you go outside, like you're not well, when you go to San Francisco, at no point are you gonna people think like Dirty Harry got elected, yeah, like yeah. when that happened, and he's just like shooting black dudes. <laughs> at hot dog stands yeah. and stuff uh, like no it's 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 just it's an, a, absolutely not, like preposterous to suggest that and it's like a yeah. really a bastardization of like I mean, that's one thing that i think progressives do more than anything is make words mean nothing but then yeah. also you they also put a premium on the new meaning of the word to where if you don't if you don't fall in line with whatever the new Simon says, ask like definition that they've, that they've said, where basically if you're just like a regular Democrat, you're like a far right person. It's like, no, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, the taxes would suggest otherwise. Uh, you yeah. know, like, it's just, I'm sorry. Like I, I look at my, I, when I look at my pay stub, I don't go, Oh man, far right. The yeah. far right <laughs> politicians that are, that are yeah. taking this weird uh uh taking 50 percent of what i mean i mean it's just it's crazy like to for people to say that it's such a cope i think it's to create this enemy for it's always like that we would have got away with it if it wasn't for these meddling kids like scooby-doo thing where it's like we always have to make this like far right boogeyman for when the progressive policy fails yeah well th that it's that is their strategy i mean th these people are for, certainly not far right i'm not far right i'm not saying like no no me neither yeah or anything although I've met some liberals old, older that have said, you know, the only solution is to get Mussolini or Hitler for three months, which is like, you know, I don't support that, but that's, I've heard people say that they're like, that's the only thing I could imagine saving this place. But um, so, you know, so anyway, it, there's so many layers, like you get Brooke Jenkins, who's like more of a moderate liberal as DA of San Francisco, but then it turns out all the judges are like incredibly, you know, lenient on, on, on crime. And uh, so if you have a tough DA, it doesn't really do anything if the judges won't sentence anybody. So, you know, all the, there's some judges up for re-election this year. It, it, there's just a lot of layers uh, in terms of, and then the police are basically silently protesting uh, in at least Oakland for sure. Uh, I don't know about San Francisco really, but in Oakland, you can't pursue a criminal if they run. I mean, the police aren't allowed to pursue them. Yeah. Uh, no car chases, nothing like that. Uh, they will not they will not respond to anything unless someone is actively getting murdered or raped. Basically that, that, that is pretty much the policy. Uh, my friend who's very wealthy, uh, he sells insurance, I believe, uh, bought a around $2 million house in Oakland, which is, you know, I love him, but, uh, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He pays $30,000 in property tax every year. How many bedrooms does that house have? I, I I'm guessing three or four. Oh, that's actually more than I Maybe. thought. But, yeah. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> but uh, his house has been broken into twice. And on the second, you know, but both times police didn't come because he called after it happened and they won't, you know, they won't check in on that. And then the second time he had to, they make you like go online and talk to like a, someone in like a, you know, like a person in a different country or whatever, like a tech. Wow. <laughs> and they, he finally got a hold of someone and they said, we recommend that you barricade your front door with steel. And no he's, way. 
pay thirty thousand dollars in property taxes every year. You know, that's what you're telling me on the second time my my house gets broken into. That that's that's so insane, man. Like, and, and it, it it I do, I hear I see the. The problem I have with people in the bear is I, I encounter those same people that are like, look, we got to fucking do something about this. Like the crime is insane, like catalytic converters, all these like crazy things. Like you'll hear, see, hear, see these like 94 Toyota Camrys that are just that sound like sports cars because they're like because they don't have a catalytic converter and they can't get one and stuff. And just yeah. constantly operating off of like a fix it ticket. I don't even think the cops pursue the catalytic no, no. thing anymore unless they think you stole it uh, or yeah. something or stole the car. <laughs> like it's like other otherwise they don't. And it's I, I don't know. Like, what is the the end game for this? Like, is it like is there a de- like a true demolition of Oakland? Like, does Oakland a f- 100 years from now, do we yeah. look back and say, wow, San Francisco expanded? That used to be a city called Oakland. Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how you get out of this. Uh, you could go Berkeley route. I mean, Berkeley is right next to Oakland and Berkeley is relative. Ber- Berkeley is the most progressive city in America, probably. Yeah. Um, but Berkeley has a thing where people like care about Berkeley and there's like blue blood Berkeley people. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of pride and there's a lot of NIMBY shit going on with Berkeley, which is surprising because it's very progressive. Not in my backyard. Yeah, no, low, no uh, low income housing, please. Yeah. Like right here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing is that Berkeley has UC Berkeley, which, you know, there, you know how many people from like China go to UC Berkeley or India that yeah, are like rich sure. kids from other countries. So the police are on it in Berkeley. I mean, they can't, you can't have a dead like Chinese kid from a diplomat or something dead in UC Berkeley. So they take care of Berkeley. They, they really do. And the homeless there are way, they're like homeless guys that like play chess and shit. They're not like on fat. You know, it's like, it's like these, it's a totally different homeless scene in Berkeley too very different um, oakland is fucking uh th- and this is this is a theory is that like i used to live in I, I was homeless in oakland i used to buy drugs in oakland and a really good job opportunity for like hood kids was to sell drugs right and i think the cartel has really edged them out of that and they've basically um outsourced all street level dealing to honduran gangs so now like if you're like a young kid in east oakland like you know you're not getting access to that fentanyl. Like that fentanyl is getting sold strictly in San Francisco by Honduran gangs uh, under the direct, the the direction of the Mexican cartel. So I think a lot of young kids are like, damn, we can't really make a killing selling drugs anymore. So what's there left to do? There's crime. And guess what? This is what's so unfair is like the DA has basically made it clear that if you're under 25, you're not going to prison if you pull a gun on somebody and rob them. So there's all these kids that, that may, may be poor or they live in the hood, but maybe they're smart. Maybe they they could go to a, a trade school, make a good living. Right. Maybe, they, maybe they're scholastic, but the other other kids are dragging them into a life of crime because crime pays here yeah. and there's no consequences. So it's actually fucking over these, these communities. When you were know? you homeless in Oakland? I was homeless in Oakland in 2000. 12 okay and then again in 2014 but more car homeless in 2014 <clears throat> yeah okay car, car homeless yeah there's a difference that is yeah i was, was we might <laughs> i was like semi-homeless in berkeley in 2014 mm-hmm. for we might have like yeah i don't know it was it was more it was it was fun you know it was more like it was berkeley you know it was like yeah. you said it was like playing chess and fucking yeah with the, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joke man, you know, the guy, the homeless guy that would sell jokes. And, you know, it was like they were part of the community, like these homeless people, whereas homeless people in San Francisco. And listen, like 
Yeah. People want to argue about this. It's like you go to San Francisco and you see these people and there's like 22 year olds that have like scabs all over their face. And yeah. Yeah. it's like, yo, this is like a public health emergency. And I don't, these, I don't know where this kid's from. I don't think he's from San Francisco. Like people are attracted to that city for the benefits that it offers for yeah. fentanyl addicts. 100%. That's not like an inappropriate thing to say. I mean, that's like, I need but Fauci. people argue with you about that shit. No, it, it, again, anybody that that really tries to like make that their thing that like that we're over kind of just overdoing it with like what it looks like or or we oh you just hate homeless people. Duh, it's like, OK, you I can just you've already tattled on yourself that you don't encounter this ever yeah. because there's no way a human being can go through Oakland um, parts of San Francisco, but mainly like Oakland and see that and just be like, yeah. And I, I'm somebody who's I've lived 33 years here, like in yeah. this in, the, in this area. I work all around the Bay Area. I've seen everything. I see the richest places. I see the poorest places. Yeah. And um, there's certain things. There's certain like landmarks and constants that you don't see anymore. Like I don't see the like nice businesses. Like I don't I don't see any business in Oakland. It's so weird. I went to yeah. Jack London Square for my mom's birthday. Beautiful uh, restaurant called Scott's Seafood on the on the port on the water. Uh, yeah. Amazing place. That place was fine. It's like this time capsule kind of place. But I was in it was a, a Memorial Day weekend, Jack London Square on a Saturday and you could hear a pin drop. Like nobody is going out. Yeah. Um even I can imagine even people that like move there to like do tech and stuff, they they're not they don't I feel like they're there um, almost like in a in a different way than not to like be part of the city, but to just kind of like, you know, exist in like a little drawer of the of, of an apartment uh, complex and just do their job and never really leave. And you just see all you do is you just see like random, you know, uh, DoorDash people walking around like frantically looking at like apartment numbers. And then yeah. you just see and then you see just like fentanyl addicts uh, um, out there. That's like, I, I mean, you know, th that's pretty much all you see. And it's really, it's really strange because, like, that's I I almost take the Whitney Webb pill. I mean, I do, but like with with Oakland, where it's like, okay, the only business that I've seen move to Oakland, major tech business, because I think that's what they thought when they were getting rid of all the sports teams was like, oh, we'll just make it this big tech hub, you yeah. know, uh, we don't need these these sports teams. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, the only place that I've the only company I've seen move there is Jack Dorsey's company. The um, it, it was called Square. It's called something else now. Um, but it's like the 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 kind of contactless pay, you know, the the those little white things that you put your card into oh, and okay. stuff. No, okay, good for them. Yeah. Okay. Well, what does that tell you? That's like the most that is the most like C B D C S company yeah. ever. Like <laughs> it's the only one that's moving to Oakland. So you see yeah. these small businesses that are just getting robbed at will. A lot of those small businesses, especially the Asian owned ones, they carry cash. They well, carry cash, they cash, cash, yeah. cash, and cash, yeah. and that's why they get robbed. Yeah. So why would if I wanted this to become this like bottom out, but then turn into like this society if meme where everything is contactless and uh, you know, all this stuff like I, you need it to bottom out first and Jack Dorsey moving there. I'm like, that's that's strange to me. Like yeah. the, the being a guy just be like, I got to go. I got to go set up shop there. And he's, you know, trying to trying trying to do his best to help the community. I don't I, I see all these things. He's like buying computers for kids and stuff. But I'm kind of like. I don't know. You got something else at play here? Like, yeah, this could be like a breeding ground for like, let's test out full collapse. I, you know, I, I, I think so. I think so. Be, I mean, listen, Oakland used to have like such, it, there was this real Renaissance period and there were so many good restaurants and it was pretty peaceful. I've never seen like race really. I mean, I grew up 
people just like got along no matter what race you were. And like, you could, right. rap. And there, there was like white kids rapping, there was black kids rapping, there was Mexican, Asian. It, it was this really, I mean, all the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know all about it. So it was this like beautiful place with like amazing food and, and these little small businesses that have been there forever on like, you know, Grand Lake theater and all that. And Genova delicatessen. And, and uh, so now you see all these like new signs of businesses, but they're like half open and like no one's going in there and everything's all fucked up. And, I, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen here. I mean, the port is obviously, it's a huge port that probably keeps Oakland alive, but um, it's kind of just gotten destroyed by like, and then there's all these like sort of the curse type people where they're like, yes. we're going to move to, because th this is the thing, like if someone talks about gentrification, they're most likely a gentrifier. Right. You know, like I've never, <laughs> you know, I've never heard a white guy that lives in like Benicia talk about gentrification. You know, it's like white people that literally live in East Oakland. Yeah. No, it's, it's a college term that was basically like that was deployed on us in the 2010s. Um, and I you almost wonder, look, I understand that there are parts of it where it's like, OK, why are we building this thing that displaces all the people that are that are there? Like, you know, hardworking people like you saw it happen a lot. I've been the, 10 years ago. Um, you know, a lot of people had to move to the valley like like uh, Stockton and stuff like a yeah. lot. A lot of people like Oakland natives and stuff. It's like it got too expensive. They sold high. They moved out to Stockton, Tracy, these places that are now becoming cities, but at the time was just like met. You want to talk about Methville, like yeah, those yeah. those places, like it, it was it was wild, and it just kind of became like almost another Oakland for a while. But it's uh, it, but I, I understand when people are like, well, yeah, but you can't just like displace people like that. And like, yeah, but the worst part is the worst part is is when it goes reverse when the when the bottomed out people are are basically allowed to run free in the city and terrorize people that have been there forever while being propped up by the curse types yeah uh, the the nathan fielders and emma stones because that's how it, you have to none of this works if nobody's meant to feel guilty about doing something about it yeah right like because it's like oh oh what are you gonna put on your clan hood you're gonna put on your clan hood it's <laughs> yeah. like well, i don't know we've had seneca scott on this program he doesn't that that dude doesn't seem like he's in the ku, ku klux klan uh despite yeah. some of his it's critics like uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've been to his house he's got like was it langston hughes autograph on the wall and black yeah. shit everywhere he's a cool dude he, he's a wild he's a wild guy yeah. but uh yeah man he and but people call him a gentrifier because it's like, well, he's not born in Oakland. And it's like, where the fuck were you born? You know, like, a lot right. of these people weren't born in Oakland. But um, well, I'm coming here to do communism. So, yeah. Yeah. well, it's a great place to do communism. So that that's, you know, that's basically the whole deal was like from Santa, the Santa Cruz to Oakland communism pipeline. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, I, I don't but it's just, you know, those people sold high. First of all, rent is like dropping. I mean, I. I, I work for a landlord. He, you know, he, had, you know, he couldn't fill any, you know, he was having a lot of trouble filling things. He's just rented something for like s less than 70% of what he was renting it for in 2018, mm. you know, like shit. It, and, and he's happy about it. Cause he's not like a greedy fuck. He's like, I want people to be able to live, you know, right. but um, I don't know. I, w I wouldn't like, I, it just it, imagine living in the most expensive place ever and there's like armed robberies and you essentially the school system doesn't exist it's yeah. like a non-existent school system it's unbelievable you know? <laughs> um and i just came from austin where like you can get a house for like you know it blew up but you can still get a house for 400 grand 350 yeah. and, uh, there's thousands of people out having a good time yeah know? no i i totally i totally know what you're saying and like for me it's it's just there, there's a there's a an online 
people that are from all over you don't know where these people are from these online people that are reacting to like a, a crime video like it's like a sports center highlight or something yeah. they're like well I, this is actually what happened here and they get their little john madden pen out and uh tell you exactly that it's a product of material conditions and uh i even though i know nothing about this i am an epic uh maoist communist anti-landlord guy so uh i you must defer to me because i've read the most things yeah. and um there's a uh those people are saying like this whole thing's a psyop i even like it's weird when you talk to like libs who like uh, you know i'm in the south bay so like there's uh it's it's like that over here but we're not quite there yet and um there there's a lot of people that are very like democrat especially people in like my family and stuff and they'll they'll be like oh when you say like oh man i just went to like you know san francisco i worked in san francisco they're like that uh you know tenderloin it's even worse than it ever was and they're like oh yeah fox news will just love that i'm like well <laughs> hey i mean like you know if they are setting traps to get boomers all riled up and like to vote like why fall into them and to me it's like they're what you're supposed to do and that's not what these democrats do but like the actual online like leftist hammer sickle communist whenever like your car gets smashed in like you're you're you know i see all these clubs now on the cars now like it's good we're back to like the 90s car yeah, yeah. yeah yeah we're back and there's there's all type whenever that happens you know like a a, a a chair gets thrown through the you know window of the of the small business and it gets looted what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go god i wish we had communism like you're supposed yeah. to do that in their in their mind you're supposed to go okay i'm not mad i'm not mad I wish we had communism and this and it's supposed to accelerate everybody wants it's weird it's, it's almost like everybody wants it to collapse whereas yeah. for me i'm just like i just kind of want it to return and yeah. you know it's it's a debate whether that can ever happen can you put the cat back in the bag i don't i don't think you can but i'm kind of like okay i remember 2007 i remember 2010 i perhaps we were on a a, a sharp decline but i think covid really accelerated everything and i yeah. think everybody thought covid was going to bring this epic communism uh, not everybody, but these people that were proponents of the lockdowns and stuff, they thought everybody was going to watch a collapse happen and then go, we need, you know, this, 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 and this, and everyone's going to love it. All these old people who've been living in Oakland forever, they're going to want like this hardcore, like leftism. And I just, it's not the case. Most of those times that people go like, man, I wish the cops were allowed to do their jobs. That's what those people say. Uh, yeah. Like it's, it, if you, if you think there's, if you think I'm lying about that, you are denying reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's incredibly expensive here. So the argument that it's a result of, you know, economic issues. I mean, sure. I mean, I'm sure, you know, oh, there is. Yeah, there's definitely that. But, you know, li listen, that there are there are jobs here. I mean, if you work at a restaurant, you can make 25, 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. If you're a plumber, you can make 200 fucking dollars an hour here. Uh, there's opportunity here. And, and um, especially with labor. I mean, yeah, if you, you can. If you know how to do some plumbing or some electrical work or something, you, you can make a killing out here. But um, I I just think when you basically legalize property crime, you are going to get property crime, you know. And yeah, I don't want yeah, fair. I don't want to be like. Listen, I, I read this book in jail called Chief about the chief of Los Angeles from the Watts riots up until OJ, and then he retired. So he was like the chief of LAP or he was in the LAPD for like the craziest period of time. And, you know, he describes the eighties and getting the batting rams and batting, you know, down doors of crack houses and getting SWAT. I mean, yeah, it he was like, that got too fucking crazy. I, I get it. But, um, I don't know. It's like, you're going to, 
you can't just do like the exact opposite of that. Well, and, and then even if you're a citizen, right? And I'm not. And look, there's people that oh, you got to do the Charles Bronson like death wish. It's like no, all right, LARP, that's LARP. That's a LARP. What yeah. like even the like stopping somebody from getting like mugged on a train, like you might get caught with the with the with the insane everybody having portable cameras in their pockets essentially that they're on all the time like you could get caught up and something could get spliced in a way that looked like you were abusing somebody in that way like there is uh this this weird paranoia of like optics all the time thinking about optics it's like well if this guy looks so you could bring out your like uh family guy paint swatch and you're like well this guy looks like you know this guy if i <laughs> i am this color and i do this like i could uh, people it, it's uh, sadly it's a thing now rather than just good, good and bad like that which was never an issue until i don't know 10 years ago at the at the earliest it's just a it's a very strange thing that we that we live in i and you you mentioned the trades uh the the trades i i noticed from I, i'm again right-wing people bother me too especially about labor because i'm always just like okay well like what do you want to what is your goal because they're all the the ben shapiro like learn to code thing that's been that has been happening for a long time people still are on that and they're just like they'll be like young white men need to like learn how to code and (laughs) and they get mad sometimes when you tell people to get into the trades these are kind of like the 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 suit and tie like republican guys i mean I, i think there's still there's definitely some like traditional down home like you know, conservative leaning people that, that think it, that think men to be needed to do skilled labor and things. I, I just see it from a lot of the talking heads, like daily wire types. It's like, well, we don't want, you know, young white men doing these, uh, backbreaking jobs. Like, and I'm like, okay, so what is your stance on immigration? Then? Cause yeah. if you're, somebody's going to come in and do that job. And that's why that, that industry, it does pay well, but there are a lot of weird loopholes that, and, and, constant undercutting and our unions stink now so it's not it's not like uh it's not like it was so it's kind of easy to skirt around that i'm like well all right i think i think there's plenty of people here to do plenty of jobs like in the in the country i don't i don't think we have that i just think there's a lot of people that got used to 2020 got used to that lifestyle uh, maybe perhaps moved back in with their parents. I think that happened a lot too. So maybe maybe the the rent uh, thing isn't isn't much of a thing. But like I I don't think men should go out and do road construction. I don't think that should be your goal in life. But if uh, a few goals have failed in your life, as uh, mine did for sure, uh, it's not a bad it's not a bad gig to get into. That's just my take on the on the trades um, and no, and stuff like that. I just I'm like if everyone learns to code, then what? You know, okay what then you make the tech that films me fucking saving somebody on the subway but it looks like i'm doing a hate crime yeah <laughs> sounds good i'd rather you i'd rather you build something you know like i'd rather if that's what you're good at you should pursue that like, yeah that's the way i look at it and it's not like super backbreaking all, all the trades aren't super backbreaking i mean no. my, my dad was in the carpenters union he made 51 dollars an hour in oh, 1997 yeah. Ooh. and he didn't let me touch his tools growing up because he was like you're not going to be a yeah. Or working class piece of shit like me. <laughs> and, and, uh, $51 an hour in 1997. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, you're going to make $300 an hour. You know, he just like assumed like, well, if I make $51 an hour, like an accountant makes $350 an hour, <laughs> you know? So gotta love, them. gotta love that generation, man. You just gotta love. I mean, they're, they're, I love them. They're great, but they're, view on if they're not like currently at the job that they were at like they lose sight of like what that industry has become like it's just it's 
it's odd. You know, it's 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 odd. I I don't have like the answers, but I just I I notice all these people like with these really like declarative statements. And I'm like, you're not here. You don't know what this is. Like, I I don't tell you what you should do in the Midwest. I don't tell you what you should do in in this city over here because I haven't been there. Yeah, yeah. Like I I for me, it's like I I know what this place should look like. I know what it once looked like. Uh, I was alive when it was well. I mean, perhaps you know. Look, I we were here for the 2008 crash, but that was everybody got affected by that. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't just something in the Bay Area. It was like. I remember how it used to be. I remember like a vibrant, happier world. It's not just my millennial nostalgia, which is another weird psyop people like to bring on to you when you remember that something used to be a certain way, which is why I think constant just not checking who's in, coming in and out of this country. It does help because nobody remembers what things used to be. Nobody remembers that 10 years ago that used to be that. And um, so, yeah, I just I, I think that's uh that's all I have to say about that. But I just the trades. I'm like, look, if you have not, if you don't have anywhere else to go, like, it's a good, it's probably the best thing you can do. And we do need good people in the trades. Like, we don't need just people like. Uh, there's no disrespect to people that come from like other countries, but like, there should be people here doing those jobs. Um, yeah. It just, it just should be like I, no other country is like. Let's, we should have Americans come do this. Like, no, <laughs> it, it's like that's not a winning strategy. If I mean, it is for certain people, but it's it's not for us, not for the people that live here. It's just it's no it's not it's no hate on anything. Like I work with everybody under the sun. Like it's there's good people and bad people and there's not really like a pattern to it. But it's just when you have this like ever changing thing that's always happening, nobody seems to notice like the actual decline unless you've been here forever. Yeah. So well, uh, that's part of my goal. I mean, I want these homeless people. I want to like. These yeah. homeless drug addicts in San Francisco, I think they should like build these long-term treatment centers and basically tre- teach them how to do trades. For sure. Because no. I went to a free rehab and they let me get a job when I lived there. And, and I, I'm a cabinet maker. Or I was a cabinet maker. So I, I right off the bat, I was making 25 bucks an hour, whereas everyone else got out and worked at like Chipotle and made $12 an hour. And, you know, it changed my life, you know, that I had this like nest egg when I left with, I had like four grand when I left. And it put me on and I stayed sober, you know, put me on this path where I was like, I felt worthy. I enjoyed going, you know, everyone was coming back to the rehab. Like I suck, I fucking made 1900 burritos today. I feel like a piece of shit. And I was making cool ass uh, cabinets and, and, you know, doing kitchens and shit. And that's the way out, I think. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you, you, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, you're you're right. From the five to the six, we Last thing I want to talk about tonight was a movie that I uh, wanted to talk about with Jared because it's uh, well, it kind of fits everything we were talking about uh, yeah. at the beginning. Um, 2006, William Friedkin, rest in peace, William Friedkin. We lost him within the last calendar year. One of the best of all time, in my opinion, yep. uh, directors. And anytime a, a great director dies, uh, it kind of I'd rather lose a California Condor personally yeah truly like because you're like we got nothing else like there's like nobody that's gonna that's gonna even get close or even have the same passion 
Yeah. Uh, but William Friedkin made a movie. Uh, it's one of his lesser known films, uh, but also, but I, in my opinion, very good. It's called Bug. Came out in 2006. Stars uh, Ashley Judd, Michael Shannon, Harry Connick Jr. Yep. Um, and, and I think there's five people. There's five people in the movie. It's based off a famous play by Tracy Letts. Yeah. Um, it's Friedkin had done would later do a, in my opinion, a better uh, adaptation uh, yeah. called Killer Joe, which is yeah. a wild one. Great I'm surprised movie. nobody comes at Matthew McConaughey for that one. For like, like the new age fans, no like that, the new <laughs> new age like Zoomer fans that think movies are real. You know, yeah. like like because he does some shit in that movie that is like off the hook. Like he is yeah. he's a wild boy in that he one. Skated um, in it was like 2012 or something. He just skated right before that line. Amazing, a great movie. The two absolutely great. great Gina Bershon, great movie. Um, but yeah. they're they're very similar. Like they're very kind of like trashy, like kind of trashy environment, uh, yeah. uh, falling apart houses and motels. But um, to set the scene for Bug, uh, <laughs> Ashley Judd plays a, a woman who. Uh, she looks a little weathered and everything. Uh, it's not how you normally see her in movies, at least not at the beginning of them. Uh, and she is uh, working at a lesbian bar. She kind of seems like one of those lesbians. It's like, I'm just over men, you know, like, and then eventually doesn't last. And then, uh, but she has a friend named RC, which is kind of funny. Uh, she has a friend who uh, brings home this guy, Peter. Um, as you do, you just bring home a guy. Uh, um, and he's, he's, quir- he's quirked up. This guy, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a classic Michael Shannon role. And uh, Michael Shannon immediately, I think he like smashes their smoke detector uh, and he finds bugs. Um, he, fi- he finds bugs. And uh, or does he? We never see them. Yeah. But he finds what he calls aphids uh, in the in the in the sheets. And it all goes crazy from there. And they try to decide, are there bugs in the house? How do we keep them out? Harry Connick Jr. is uh the ex-boyfriend of the Ashley Judd character. And uh, he is, uh, he's kind of the sane one. Uh, it's just kind of odd, like in there, cause he's not a very good person, but he's also just kind of like the guy who's just like, well, I'm just going to be regular. If you guys are going to do this bug, bug stuff. Yeah. But um, before we go on, uh, what did everyone think of this? Uh, si, this was your first time watching it. I'd like to know your thoughts. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was better than the reviews it got online for totally. sure. I looked up at that and I, you should never do that, you know, by the way, but yeah, it was great. Very, you know, like a Skinner Darkly type thing, you know, oh, yeah. kind of, I loved it. Yeah. I love shit like this and it kept escalating too, which was crazy. And the, the final scene, don't want to spoil it, but just the, the color scheme and everything that was going on. was really Well, cool. we're going to spoil it. We're going to spoil it. Cause I, I do think that, that it's, I, so it's, it's strange to watch. I like movies that are made by people who probably disagree with me. Um, I've, I love William Friedkin. I, he's like a, a straight up, like staunch asshole. Like that's always, if you listen to his, his two part interview on Brady Stanellis is amazing to where he starts weeping at the end, like weeping, crying, talking about mass shootings and stuff. It's very strange. Uh, and which is funny because Brady Stanellis is last, anytime he talks to somebody for the first time, he asks them what he thinks of what they think of the Eagles, the, the group. But he kind of skips at that time because like William Friedkin's crying about a mass shooting and he doesn't want to be like, so what do you think of the Eagles? <laughs> um, but uh, William Friedkin is definitely kind of, you know, a Democrat. I think he's like a old kind of like older style Democrat. Definitely likes the kind of Democrat that would like say the N word like as a thing, you know, like <laughs> like like to read a book like I'm going to say it because, you know, like those type of he's definitely that type of uh, Democrat that's pretty much extinct. 
uh, nowadays. And I think this movie is about how like normies see conspiracy theorists or like what they think of like a, when they find out somebody is into like the Bilderberg group conspiracy or like nine 11 stuff, or even just like really like entry level conspiracies. They think that you live like bug because you know, we never see the bugs in there and every character has their own problems. Ashley Judd is functionally a meth addict. Basically um, she lost her son uh, that she doesn't know is alive or dead was like taken from her. And uh, Michael Shannon was a, just a total like 5150 military guy. And it, the whole movie shows basically them denying reality because they found this microscopic problem that nobody else really sees. And that is, I know people like that, sadly. Like, it's not even like that's a completely wrong depiction of somebody. I know some people that you'll be talking like conspiracy theories with them. And then they're like, you're like, yeah, but like, you're kind of different than me about that. Like, it's just you, you're you're using this to shape why you haven't done anything in life, you know? And, and, and so, but I think they, like, if you were to bring this up or me, if I bring it up to like a normie lib, especially like in the boomer gen X uh, tier, if I say like, yeah, it's kind of weird that a pipe burst on election night, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's kind of weird that that happened. They immediately go to the Michael Shannon ripping his fucking molars out yeah. with, the, with the thing to find the bugs in his teeth. Um, and it is very scanner darkly. I didn't even put that to put that together. It is totally like scanner darkly where you're just like the whole time. You're like, are the bugs real? Like, are, are the bugs real? And like, we know that in, in this case, it's like probably not, you know? Yeah. But I got to ask Jared, uh, the drugs, is it, do, do you ever get like real delusions like that on drugs? Like, I mean, you had, you had talked about it in the last time you've had some pretty crazy moments, but like, does it ever get to like a narrative like that? Um, I always think about that when I see the homeless people like yelling in the street and stuff like I'm like, do, are they like bar, are they like dropping bars right now? Like in their head, <laughs> like in the scene, are they like alphaing somebody? Like, is it like, is it all just like a scene set in a movie where it sounds weird to me, but like they're winning? Yeah. Um, listen, I for in with meth, at least when I first started doing it, the first month was like, you know, it was like a movie. I mean, I was, I was audit, I was having auditory hallucinations, which is almost more frightening than visual hallucinations because you're hearing the voice of your loved ones or people or your neighbors and you're in, you're Jason Bourne. I mean, you are just in it and it is incredibly thrilling and, and fun. Um, but a lot of people sort of eventually conquer meth and they can sort of overcome that for the most part and sort of normalize, but, right. and, uh, but not really at the same time. I mean, it, it is kind of like, you know, I've, I've jumped out of windows because I just thought people were being on my bedroom door trying to come in the police or, you know, the CIA or whatever. Um, but that's really the, so that's, what's unique about, uh, meth is usually you hallucinate your friends or your family are trying to kill you or there's a massive conspiracy. Whereas cocaine is so strictly the police. I mean, it is so strictly the FBI, the CIA and the police. Um, which is fascinating that cocaine drives you in that direction. And I've always wanted to like get a time machine and go to like a caveman and like give him crack cocaine and see what he, because mm. there's no like forms of authority back in caveman. I guess animal, like wild beasts. I, I, I don't know, but it, but it's, it's a very unique form of paranoia in comparison to meth. Um, and that's what I like. This movie sort of hints that she's on drugs. You know, it's not direct. There's two shots with a, with a pipe, that uh -huh. looks kind of like a sort of like a bubbler meth pipe, but it could be a weed pipe. Yeah. 
you know, and there's lines of cocaine. So it's well, like, it's well, the guy, the guy, right. The Dr. Sweet character that comes in, he does say like, you hit that thing often. Yeah. Yeah. And, so the, and, and she's like, as often as I please, you know, like, yeah. uh, and I, so I, I mean, to me, I thought like, okay, she's smoking the crystal for sure. For I mean? sure. Yeah. It's just, I like that he leaves it a little open right. and that, that's more of a crack pipe. The way that he hits it. I mean, crystal is not true with direct flame so, and heat. Now listen, freaking could just have gotten that wrong. You know, in a lot yeah, of movies, maybe he's not a, maybe he's not a meth expert. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, because in movies you'll see people smoking crack, but they have a meth pipe, and it's yeah. like that's just a mistake. You know, so did he make a mistake, or was she smoking crack because, oh. um, because there was cocaine use? So I figure, okay, I think she's smoking crack. Oh, that'd be a great YouTube venture for you, like the mobster guys that like talk about mob movies and how real they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> that for drug movies, like, dude, that's yeah. not how you smoke math dude come yeah. on yeah <laughs> but yeah no I, I i love the ambiguity of it because like i said i i view it ultimately as like this is how these people see these like millennial generations yeah. um uh, uh, like the millennial it's made in 2006 i can see like tracy let's just being like dude i i got this nephew who's just like out of his rocker he thinks you know he thinks 9-11 was done by you know an inside job and stuff and i i could totally but then he probably has a drug habit so it's really this uh i could see that happening but also you're kind of like well what if they are targeted by this shit like what what if like michael shannon he's a, 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 a his character peter is actually escaped you know or you know running away from people who were doing like military experiments on him which yeah. that that is a thing that does happen yeah. uh and you're kind of and he's like yeah they put the bugs in me like and stuff and they and they had sex right so like they're thinking like they transferred bugs over to each other the ashley yeah. judd character completely uh buys into it after a while and you know she's, but but then like you start seeing the sores right the picking at the face i i do tend to think like they are on drugs you know, and, well, and, I wonder if Michael Shannon was on drugs, but you, you make a great point. Uh, now, Tracy Letts wrote uh, Tracy Letts wrote this play in 1996, I believe. Oh, consult well, that so, maybe not. And this yeah. is what's fa fascinating because in 1996, that was almost like an accurate way to, or an, a very acceptable way to view anyone that brought up any sort of conspiracy theory because yeah. things were fucking normal in the 90s. And then obviously, 9 11 happens, and that's the beginning of like my uncle told me some crazy shit about 9 11. Yeah. And then obviously, we get into 20. 16 20 20 or whatever and it's much more normalized now but um so it, it's interesting because 2006 was kind of a time post 9 11 where it's still you could not just like tell anybody that you thought 9 11 was odd yeah oh yeah now i tried it once i tried it once in 2006 yeah, yeah. <laughs> to my yeah. mom i was yeah. like that just seems weird i heard it was inside job and she was just like she like almost pulled the e-brake on the car while she was, oh, yeah, yeah. I was just it, like no like yeah. she's like no and, yeah. and yeah, it was weird. It was strange. Yeah, uh, oh, such a dumb God. thing to hit your wagon to. Like, no, yeah. it was real. It's like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, they're like it was the Saudis, you know, and like it was just like or yeah. whatever. Like it was, it was any of these like people, and I was just like, okay, it's. But now it's like almost fundamentally accepted. Like, don't talk about it. Don't be weird. But yeah. like, you know, something happened. But not like, like, some New York people are not chill with it. No, There's they're not. The I get that. Like they can't. They're like they'll, they'll attack you. I mean, they, no, they, I get that. Violent, you know, but you know, yeah. I'm not. I saw Zeitgeist at Santa Cruz in like Hell 2007, yeah. and it yeah. fucked me. Yeah. And it permanently changed my life. And I know it's that's a lame thing to say, but like, no, no, it was a it was a yeah. game. 
wrecker. It was a game. Yeah. Like it, yeah. was, it was just a big wrecking ball to your head. I mean, yeah. especially for me, like I saw it on a really dusty, like one of those big Zenith TVs that's like 6,000 pounds. Yeah. Um, like in a, in a college frat house, dude. And I saw that and I was, you know, sitting on like a mounds bar or like underneath yeah. and stuff. And I, but I was like, I, you know what, dude? I got this. Like, I, I got this, but I also don't got this. Like, am I going to be okay? You know? And it's it's weird. Like, it's it it is like the movie is like almost like this red pill. Um, and at the end, they light themselves on fire. I mean, like they light themselves on fire because they keep hearing like this thunder. Is it real? Helicopters outside? Is Doctor yeah. Sweet even a real person? That's another question. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is Doctor Sweet yeah. a real person? Because yeah. he hits the weird pipe, which is like would make you think like that's not just a doctor. A doctor wouldn't just walk in and hit a meth pipe. One, is he actually there? And two, is he just some tweaker from the motel that is like running game on them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just like I'm gonna come in and like, you know, see what you're doing and do you have any crystal or anything like that? So like yeah. it's 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 extremely well done and everything pretty much everything Friedkin's done. Like I I don't there's not I mean cruising, all that stuff is just yeah. top tier. I mean exorcist, all that all that stuff is top tier. Um, but him delving into like these 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 plays and really executing what I what I think is like a, a, a fun like movie to debate because like two people will see this movie a completely different way yeah um and it's i can see why people don't like it because they're just like they don't you don't really get closure <laughs> you know people love closure yeah people love like oh we found out that it was this and then they show a montage of all the times you thought it was something else but it really wasn't and there's closure i love you it's a love story i love you at the end yeah. Yeah. very good point that's what i that's it's how i note. saw it. it's like the note it's like the notebook yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly dude. Just, yeah. Just, yeah just the notebook yeah it's largely about mental illness and also the 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 factor of mental illness being contagious sometimes yeah when someone is like codependent and lonely you know because i've been there where especially on drugs when someone is just way crazier than you and it just seems fun and you're like i got no one else in this world right now and i'm just jumping onto your train of crazy yeah. And it, it is just, it's almost, there's like a ro romance to it. And, but it, listen, this was a perfectly directed movie. Harry Connick Jr. Surprise of the, great. maybe the century. I mean, just like, oh, yeah. I love his role in this Michael Shannon breakout star from this. Uh, well, not really. He's kind of like a character actor, I guess, but yeah. uh, man, did he do a fucking good job. And Ashley Judd was like oddly hot. Yeah, like I agreed. I struggled yeah. with that. I was like, why is this the yeah. best? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, why? Like, it's uh, never was like, uh, you know, it was just kind of like, this is, I, this says a lot about me right now that I'm like, you know, into that. Yeah, it's just like, it's just really funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. But like, the, yeah, you bring up a good point about uh, Harry Connick Jr. in there. Harry Connick Jr., his, he has that line where, like, when RC, the girl, comes back into the house and, like, they're kind of – it's, like, when, like, the most people are in a room at one time and he's just like, well, you still friends with that girl? She took that big old shit off the balcony yeah. <laughs> like that. And I was like, damn, that's Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, it might be his only role. I've never seen him in a movie. No, he's in, he's in stuff. He's in movies? Okay. Dude, he's in the Iron Giant, like, as a voiceover. He's like, oh, he's really? been a, Yeah, he's in a lot of he's, – he's got a decent, like uh, – and, and, of course, he did this uh, – he's most famous, I think, film wise for his score for when harry met sally i guess i don't know I, uh, yeah that was his score like his harry like Connick jr did the score for when harry met sally yeah uh -huh. oh yeah shit. yeah it's crazy and That's um <laughs> yeah it's crazy so no he, he's been around he's been around yeah. he's like a good looking guy it's pretty easy to be like yeah. hey good in the movie he's you know? like a musician. 
Yeah, and he's just like oh, a jazz, like Michael Bublé ass dude. You know, yeah. like he he's uh, he's just like one of those type of guys. And uh, Rob like Rob Reiner, like I, obviously you want to hate Rob Reiner, but like I do like when Harry Met Sally, and there is this thing where like I love a director, like like Paul Schrader, like yeah. I just love a director that I would hate sure. talking to. Oh, mm. I mean Michael Shannon. I love Michael Shannon. I love anytime Michael Shannon comes in and does Michael Shannon things in a yeah. movie. Um, he played George Jones in this not great Tammy Wynette, uh George yeah. Jones thing. Yeah. Not great, but he was phenomenal and she was phenomenal yeah. too. Uh Jessica Chastain in the George Jones uh Tammy Wynette thing. But he uh Michael dude, you want to talk about Michael Shannon, you want to talk about a person I would never want to talk to. He had this weird like epic like dunk on trump voters one time that was so shocking and strange like no i don't feel like nobody noticed this except me i just saw it in a random clipping during trump like peak trump just got elected scenario and every and like that was when like the lib celebrities wanted to be like this is your fault and your fault and yeah. your fault and they were just like doing like oprah like you get a car <laughs> type shit and, yeah. and so like michael shannon was just like yeah and if you're if you don't want to you know if you don't want to if you voted for Trump, I don't care if you're my fucking family. You should just die. Like old people, hurry up and die so we can save the world. Like he was just like one of those like really weird guys. And I was like, dude, you were just I just watched you punishing yourself for like in Boardwalk Empire, whipping yourself with a fucking belt on the back because you thought a girl was hot. <laughs> like that. That's how I want to see Michael Shannon. That's less crazy. His bug, his bug stuff is like not it's almost not as crazy as like his weird trump derangement syndrome yeah. he's like feral about it it's scary and he dresses in like those like really corny like hawaiian shirts like that that like he wears those now and i'm like boy yeah yeah like like he's like like he's waiting for like andy samberg to do a music video with him yeah, or something yeah. and i'm like dude please just stick to being a fucking weird creep like in a movie like just uh, that you have the perfect face to be a weird creep in a movie just do it like i don't i don't i don't want to hear your opinion on anything else um yeah. but he does bring up in this movie they do bring up the uh conspiracy theory for the bilderberg group which they that do. was just a throwback i hadn't heard that one in forever that was like one of the first ones that was yeah. the zeitgeist i think that was one one of the big zeitgeist ones for sure uh, it was in there yeah the early bohemian grove alex jones like yeah. that, was, that was all Rock talking about bohemian grove no, I heard him. Yeah, I, I I tried to do the Kid Rock thing, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn, dude, like this yeah, guy's kind of like not cool to listen. He's to not him. cool at all. Yeah. I was like, I I because I wanted him to be like in, him and Joe Dirt, but like you know, like funny and stuff. Great, was like, oh, great you know, performance, magnificent. Jeez. I thought, but <laughs> I I just kind of wanted him to be like the like conservative guy like that. But then I was like, this guy was just like, I think we should just bomb fucking Palestine, dude. Yeah, was that was like, crazy. Yeah, I, it was just crazy. I was like, damn, dude, like. <laughs> That was nuts. But yeah, what did what did Kid Rock say? Uh, uh, well, uh, he was like, I, w I went to Bohemian Grove and he was like, there were so oh, many God. famous people. And he's like, he was like, it was actually pretty laid back. And we just like we bur we burned an effigy and it was kind of like not that weird. Oh, of course it wasn't weird. I mean, like, <laughs> no, I, the thing is, like, you go to when you when those Bohemian Grove, like eyes wide shut things like there's like the Tom Cruise guy is the outlier that thinks it's the out, like weird for the yeah. most part everyone's just like oh this isn't nearly as bad as they thought and they're like mm, we've got you on blackmail actually so yeah you know like actually we've uh we actually superimposed you uh, burning a child uh yeah. so that you thought that was a uh, lechon that you were putting over the fire no uh but the, yeah they, they that's how they get you in i'm sure those I, i'm sure those they, like the world economic forum every year when i see it it looks fun yeah like that, that uh the summit the davos one i'm like that's probably sick 
like, like the it, music acts they put on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. like imagine getting that gig. <laughs> You're yeah. playing for Davos or some shit, dude. Or, you yeah. know they have like a cinnamon toast crunch, like milkshake concoction with like a choco taco sticking out of it, and like you go there and you're just like, oh, you two's playing right now. Like this is sick. Yeah. Like yeah. this could be okay. Like this could be way. There's way weirder meetups, you know. And so like the those things are probably way cool. Like the the people, the Michael Shannon conspiracy in bug types like they have to make it sound scarier which i'm I mean, it is scary ultimately i just mean like the actual meetup is probably sick yeah well i i th- i've heard that bohemian grove is actually like pretty chill and it's not like what oh, yeah Alex jones says it was you know it's just kind of a bunch of lame dudes in the woods or whatever and but bilderberg i don't know about bilderberg i don't know any but i remember hearing about that was like the og conspiracy and oh the bilderberg uh, yeah and then so... the timothy mcveigh getting te- you know that's a fascinating thing to drive into the timothy mcveigh stuff and uh yeah, wasn't he running it wasn't no uh, no i'm thinking timothy leary i was thinking timothy leary i was just reading about him running for governor of california that's why that popped oh up. really oh back in the day yeah john lennon oh, wrote, uh, john john lennon wrote uh what's the song one of the songs oh come uh, come, come together yeah come together is was supposed to be a timothy leary campaign song oh, shit. <laughs> it's crazy it's, yeah. it's crazy and then like like timothy leary's like ah, i'm just not feeling it dude like and, <laughs> and it's like well fine yeah i'll just make my song then yeah but yeah the uh yeah we know bug is is very good um i it, it was on Tubi. It's not anymore. It was. I remember the first time I saw it was on. It was no, on it Tubi. it is. I oh, I watched it on Tubi. Like because uh, I I looked for it and then I couldn't find it and then I just voice searched it and it pulled up Tubi. At least for me, it was like free. So I don't yeah, know. okay. Yeah. Well, you, you know, yeah. Check check it out. It's fun. It's a it's a quick watch. Uh, it's it, it it's it's interesting. Like I said, I love these like open interpretation uh, uh, movies and. Um, so yeah, so so Jared, t- tell me before we let you go, tell me about your book. Uh, I know you look. You can't just write a book and put it out. Like yeah, it, it takes time, uh, even when you're done with it and stuff. So like, what what do we got to look forward to uh, uh, this year? Well, it, it happened. I got the book deal. Um, I got a deal with Post Hill Press. Basically, like I couldn't get a book deal because I'm a nobody and I wrote a memoir, and that's very difficult to. Mm. You know, get a book deal it took me years, and then I eventually got this thing where I went on Fox News, and that like you know, got the ears listening of like more conservative outlets. And I, I don't consider myself like a conservative or liberal or really, but no. I got a conservative outlet. Uh, my editor actually was the editor on the, on the bell curve. So I don't know if you know that book. But... I, I, I do. I haven't read it, but yeah, I, 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 I was going to say that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, it is interesting. He's a pretty yeah. sure guy. He, he's like, listen, I'm not like a fan of the bell curve. I just, I like to publish controversial like i just cared about the pacing of it yeah Yeah. i just just wanted to make that thing pop you know i wanted (laughs) well he's like i just like controversial books i'm going to take a chance with you so i got a book deal it comes out july 8th it's called crooked smile which sounds like a lame name but it's a reference to a thing that happened to me involving my smile and now it's crooked now so there is a reason for it and uh we're gonna i think it's available for pre-order on amazon mid-march uh okay Michael Schellenberger is writing, uh, wrote the forward for it. You know, mm. Michael Schellenberger, he's kind sure, of sure. Yeah. big, big time now. And um, it's a funny memoir about drug addiction and homelessness. And my parents were crackheads and all that growing up in the crack house. And then also it's a policy critique of current, you know, American policies and specifically Bay Area policies regarding homelessness and addiction and uh, proposed solutions that aren't conservative. They aren't liberal. They're really just common yeah. sense, common sense yeah. solutions. They're not heartless. You know, it's actually kind of, 
some would argue that it was like a, it's a big government. So, I mean, I just want publicly funded drug treatment and some enforcement of laws and just a long-term plan to yeah. get people off drugs and then get life worth living with a way to make a living and, and, and all that. So uh, it's a fun book. It's coming out. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll release the cover pretty soon in like two weeks. We, we decided on a cover and uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm. I mean, that's gonna be great. Uh, and yeah, so no, it's it's been a wild. It's been a wild. Uh, a lot's happened uh, since since we last talked to you. Um, you've you, you've moved. Uh, your book was. You know, we we weren't sure about the book, so I'm glad there's. I'm glad that's trending in the right direction. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. like I'm, I'm excited for it because I I mean you're so open about your experience uh, and have a sense of humor about it, which is always nice. Like I I it's it's always so sad even though you you totally get it when people are talking about things that are that are quite you know i, I hate to use the capital t trauma word because i don't know what that means anymore uh, yeah. uh but <laughs> trauma you know that, that that's happened and people just can't you could tell they still haven't processed it because they can't laugh at anything yeah and um so that's uh that's always that's always nice to see so we'll we'll be on the lookout for for that and we'll have to have yeah. you on when the when when it's when it well, I mean, at that point you're going to be on rogan so you you want you'll you'll forget about these i don't know i mean i obviously i hope but that's a that's a big stretch no. but when i got three people writing blurbs that have been on rogan oh you're going to be on rogan i got i, I got I Eddie bravo sam tripoli and then michael schellenberger's been on he, he's wow. writing the board i'm trying to get tim dylan and matt mccusker to write blurbs they what was the first first guy you said oh uh sam tripoli no before wasn't there someone oh, before oh that? eddie bravo Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm yeah, hoping that I think that I can get on there and see if I'm taller than Joe Rogan. <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah. Well, I, first <laughs> off, I if I was if I was a betting man, which I would never. Uh, if I yeah. if I was a betting man, I would bet that by uh, I'll say by August, Jared's yeah. on Joe Rogan. Clip this. Yeah. Right, I'll clip this. I'll, I'll clip this. I'll say Jared. This is, this is uh, what are we? February twenty uh, sixth. Yeah, 2024. Jared's gonna be on Rogan this year. Would he be it. our first connect? I think. He uh, would. Yeah, and then he would be like, "Yeah, and I've been on some podcasts in the past. And I disavow." Uh, yeah. Them all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Just you know those those weird. Uh, you know, I was just testing stuff out there. Those guys, ooh, those guys are weird. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no. well, listen, I've been on there. I'm gonna shout out Rare Candy. I love oh, Rare Candy. I thank you guys. Oh, the end of have me on twice now. I listen to every episode. Anytime. This is a great podcast. I'm going to share it. I'm glad that it's growing. You know, you guys got me through the sort of like end end of the pandemic era. You know, and uh -huh. Fed Post. Remember that that podcast, Fed Post. I I remember. I think that's I how remember. I found Rare Candy. A lot of people do. Yeah. Some people hated our appearance on there. <laughs> some people hated our appearance on there, and some people have like stayed, like have found us from there and have like stayed there. You know what I mean? From like, yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, cause, weird. I, you know, yeah I no, I mean, still friends with Slav and Coh. Like they're they're good guys. Like it's just yeah. it, it's really funny. Like we went on there one time, and uh, we went we we'd gone on a couple times. And I think individually we'd gone on, and uh, like one time we came on, we talked about like COVID. It was like boom boom. Like everybody you know loved it. it was playing the hits and yeah. then uh one time we went on and talked about aliens for like two hours and uh -huh. everyone was like that was the, 
the gayest episode I've ever heard. Like they're they're fans. Well, I don't think they're fans. Thickest fucking pot. Oh, I loved it. I, I could. I it was so yeah. much fun. And then like the people that came from there are like, oh no, I've been rocking ever since. So I'm like, well, that's yeah. fine. We've extra yeah. like we we brought some people over from that. So that that's all. I always love when I hear that people came from there because I I just laugh. I just remember people like, who were those fucking losers? I was like, yeah. eh, well, <laughs> and a lot of it was the logo. I mean, the logo really drew me in. I mean, obviously, it was you guys, but no, no, it logo. Matters. I was like, oh shit, I really like the logo, and oh, yeah. it matters. And it matters. I'm and and uh, I'm, I'm happy, and I, I want to come back. And and uh, you know, this is great. I really yep. appreciate it. Yeah, it makes a great watermark. I think we're gonna watermark all our photos now, just uh, so nobody steals them. Um, <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> uh you know just nobody gets their lawyers out on us yeah. or anything um like the you know the people in the 831 area code not naming any names uh the bear man like where's the lawsuit i'm no waiting. i no i'm waiting i'm waiting this we're supposed to get sued by the clint eastwood fan page we're supposed to be getting sued oh really? like we're supposed to get a cease and desist, probably a cease and desist and i'm pretty yeah. sure it'll be fucking handwritten uh by this guy like some weird carrier Wait, Shout out, oh. no, shout out, shout out Mac though for showing I, that they're actually okay, stealing. I'll, I'll say why, but I want people to go to our Substack feed, you know, just business wise. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. did talk about it, but I, but I'll tell, I'll say it now. We, um, <laughs> I, I went, I went on the Clint Eastwood page. I am a huge, massive Clint Eastwood fan, yeah. like, and always have been. Uh, but I, but I went on one time and, it, and they said, this is the official Clint Eastwood fan page. Here's a video of him shouting us out. And, um, if you get your Clint Eastwood content anywhere else, just know it's not authentic. It's yeah. a picture from at a grocery store, yeah. uh, and whatever, whatever. And I, and I said, ha, ah, that's funny. Like, cause I think the real official fan page should follow his fan, his biggest fan. Like me, that dude, boomers chimping out, like, just, <laughs> like, like wrecking, like throwing their apartment, like, just like, like bug, like lighting themselves yeah. on fire. Like they were just, <laughs> just going crazy. They were, it was within seconds and I, wow. look, nothing happened for a while. Then all of a sudden we released an episode where I documented my experience in that time. And all I did was say in the episode teaser, say like on Twitter, Clint Eastwood fan page. I didn't tag them or anything within minutes. These people were on me. They're like, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. You cannot disparage us. Clint would not like this and stuff. So um, we're in a, we're in a battle from them. I haven't heard from any lawyers yet though. That's the thing. It's like, dude, I will, we're not, we're gonna we're gonna be petty about it like you you don't understand like we're gonna start watermarking like them like their own tweets with our <laughs> logos like it's it's these people are in one guy claims to be the head of the security of warner brothers okay. and yeah and, and his and, and like and also his clint eastwood's caddy at pebble beach and yeah like, you're not dude. i know you're not i know you're lying yeah me. you're lying and i just said like you're a liar that's not like you just run a fan page like it's fine <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I I'm, I don't doubt that you've ran into him a few times. Like, of course. But um, anyways, that's going to become a thing. Uh, yeah. We've documented it's about a 10, 12 minute segment on our latest Substack episode. So uh, everyone go check that out. But Jared, um, follow him on Twitter at Jared Clickstein. I love his last name because it sounds like something I would make up when our episodes get throttled that the Clickstein's, yeah. <laughs> the Click, the Clickstein's got us this time. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, cooler yeah. than the, he's, cooler, he's cooler than the Krasensteins. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because yeah, i don't no, uh, use that, my name in vain you can use it you know no you can no. of course well i like you because you can take a dang joke man like some people it's like jesus man like i i, I have that look please like you're one of the guys you know like this is yeah. funny but like no the last name i just i always in my head i'm just like god this dude's got me again you know? yeah uh, so anyways um on that note guys everyone have a safe week.